Welcome to the Guys Review, where we review media, products, and experiences. Again, it's quiet, and I appreciate that. Well, Trey's not here, so I'm not gonna try. You're not gonna try to steal his thunder. I mean, it's just you and me, so it's not like there's a whole lot I can do. I know, right? It's just it's just us today. My name is Stephen. I'm one of your other co-hosts. Together with me today, we have Tucker. Say hello, Tucker. What's going on, guys? Tucker. <laughs> if I'm not going to channel Trey, you can't channel Chris. Oh, okay. I guess I won't do that. We're not going to talk about Jesus. I can hate you. <laughs> when are you moving again? <laughs> oh, man. Well, so today, in honor of uh, the 4th of July and America. So today, in, in honor of America's birthday, we're going to be doing uh, National Treasure. Uh, I figure that's a pretty homegrown, kind of American y movie. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all about it's the founding fathers and, and conspiracy theories. Yeah, and, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, so it's it's a cool film. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. I hope I didn't screw this up. I just accidentally hit stop and had to start recording again. So hopefully this will all mesh mesh together pretty well. Guess we'll find out <laughs> tomorrow at nine a.m. Yeah, I'll probably find out tonight. But uh, well, before we get into the movie, I guess we'll talk a little bit about our week and uh, uh, got some uh, fan mail and from Marcus. So uh, Tucker, how was your week, bud? Ah, man, it was a busy week at work, as always. Um, Good friend of mine at the office retired, and we went to his retirement party Friday night. And (laughs) I drank a little too much. And, you know, so you give me shit for smoking, and I know it's bad, but I do like cigars, and I I like cigarettes too. But um, I never smoke more than one cigar in a night. I don't, just because that's a shitload of nicotine. You're not supposed to. Yeah. But because it's his... Retirement party, and because he bought like, I, I don't know, like sixty cigars for all the people that showed up. Seriously? Plus, yeah, it was like oh, sixty. Yeah, that was a, and not everybody's going to smoke a cigar, like, right? Yeah, you know. So I felt that it was my duty to make sure he didn't go home with any cigars. So I smoked two of them, <sighs> and I felt like run over asshole on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so all the beers on top of two cigars, oh. I. And you know, here's the worst part. I was, it makes, I was me, a little, it makes my stomach turn just thinking about it. I was a little drunk when we came home, just a little, yeah, a <laughs> little drunk, yeah. Um, and it was one of those nights where you just go lay down, mm-hmm. you know, you don't drink anything, you don't brush, you don't do any of the stuff that you normally do, should do, Eat right? So when I woke up Saturday morning, I felt like I had licked a fucking ashtray. Oh, god, yeah, I, I do not like, miss I that. I could not wait to get up and just. Brush my teeth, drink some Gatorade, get some, do something that was not. When I when I did smoke, that was one of those things that no matter how much I drank, no matter excuse me, no matter what, I would always at least wash my hands because the worst thing for me was waking up and have like my hand on my face and the, the nicotine fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so gross! I could not stand that. <laughs> I do not miss that. I don't. Yeah. Ugh, I just can't. Ugh. Yeah, and and. You know, I, hell, I didn't even drink on the boat yesterday. No, I you tried didn't. drinking one beer and I was like, "Fuck this." Did you last night? No. Did you really not? Uh. Uh-uh. Sat on the couch and watched. Uh, what watch? Oh, I started watching um, the Scream TV series. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Um, first couple episodes are slow, but it's growing yeah. on me. I uh, I watched uh, the second half of Stranger Things last night. Have you? You hadn't started on that yet, have you? No, it's uh. It's on my list, and then I found screaming. You got to get on this. You got to do Stranger Things. It's and this is so. Well, I'll say this: the ending was, it was okay. 
I'm not. I'm I, Chris and I kind of talked about this a little bit. I'm not exactly thrilled how they ended this one, but uh, it was still a really, really solid season. And uh, so I'm looking forward next season. Season five is last season, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll probably be two years before it comes out, unfortunately. So oh, shit. Uh, let's see. But yeah, my week's been pretty good. Um, we went to the to lake yesterday. Had a lot of fun there. We got Fourth of July on Monday when when people when you listen to this. So happy birthday, America! And um, uh, and Jeff, I'm smoking. Two Boston butts tomorrow, so I will get up and put a picture in the Twitter group at about 3 a.m. Oh, great. So we'll be looking forward to terrible barbecue. <laughs> Who's, who the <laughs> fuck said you were getting any? <laughs> That's Dick. fair. I guess the other news I'll, I'll go ahead and share, and you kind of alluded to this a little bit, and by the time – I don't think anyone in my office listens to this. My, I talked to my boss about this, and she told me not to say anything until Tuesday. But um, I have uh, gotten a job offer for a company in Asheville, North Carolina. And you're right there? Yeah. It's just burning off? Yeah. Okay. And I will be moving um, probably in the next three or so weeks. Um, we still, I still plan on doing the podcast, so I'm just going to have to zoom in. But it's a huge opportunity for me, and uh, it's moved my career in the direction that I want to go. And are you all right there? You need some help? Yeah, no, I don't have the wattage set high enough. Okay. So it's... Uh, the oil's popping. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a big change. It's a big move. And um, yeah, so that's uh, everyone else actually here already knew about that. But I just didn't want to say anything yet until I everything gotten officially done and you know through HR and all that stuff. And uh, I was going to tell my office on Friday, but um, they uh, my my boss wanted me to wait. Is it burning? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the coal's fucked up. It's uh, it, the oil's popping. Yeah, the juice is popping. So it's okay. I'll fuck with the lighter. But anyways, um, yeah, I told my boss last week. She told me to wait until she'll she'll be in the office on Tuesday. So we're gonna wait and talk about it Tuesday. And very supportive. So that's all you can really ask for. But it's not like she has a choice. That's true. I mean, well, I was afraid she's gonna get mad because, like I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, my her her brother, my boss, passed away. And this was already kind of in the works. There are some things that happened, you know, a couple months ago that kind of put the gears in motion. And then, then when he passed away, it's just like, oh crap. But like, you know, it's just one of those things. And and she's actually, I'm I'm moving into commercial property management. She's in commercial property management, so she's like, you know, I I don't know how you did residential for so long, anyways. So, but that's it. That's the big news. Um, other than that, you know, it's been it's been pretty quiet. You know, we're, we're excited. I mean, I hate, I, I don't want to move, but you know, this is, this is a step in a career that I, that I want to make. And it's just unfortunately not going to happen in a small town like Auburn. I got to go to a bigger, bigger city. So, yeah. but we still have family here and we still have friends here and we're going to come back and visit. And hopefully y'all will come up North, maybe come visit us when it's nice and snowy. <laughs> no, no, fuck snow, fuck cold weather. You're such a baby. So, all right. You're the one that wouldn't move to Florida. That's true. It's too damn hot. Fan mail. Oh, I'm not going to miss that. No, I'll still do it. No. no yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right. Marcus sent us an, uh, an email. The title of this email is vacay. Hello, fuckers. So I'm responding on what you and St- on, on what you, Stephen, talked about in the last episode. We get mandatory paid vacation. We must have a minimum of two weeks vacation. If I should show up and start to work on my vacation, I will be asked to leave. Haha, I know, but that's how that's how my great socialism works. Some other news on the first of August, my vacation starts and I get my own place. Uh, I get his I, own place. 
Yeah, it says I've, I've kind of had it with her I'm living with. She, I, I don't know. He left his girlfriend? I guess so. Sounds like they broke up. She talks too much of showers and ovens. <laughs> it has something to do with her ancestry. She's Polish. Jesus. <laughs> so now I can finally save up some money to buy me a ticket to come and visit you guys. Can't and explore... he just go stick his finger in the dike and be done with things? <laughs> <laughs> explore capitalist America. Then I'll dress up in the most redneck outfit I can find and change my name to Billy Bob or Joe Bob or Robert E. Lee, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> change it to Booker T. Washington there, sir. Should you, should you rather... Uh, oh, I think this might be... Okay, here. Uh, oh, gross. Would you rather get... An oily back rub from Joe, I think it's supposed to be Joe Biden. He, put it, he spelled it B-I-L-D-E-N. From an oily back rub from Joe Biden, or eat corpse maggots from a two-month-old hooker. Ooh. That's a coin toss. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go back rub. That's I, he might sniff you too, though. He might, but ugh. maggots. <sighs> yeah, I. As much as I hate it, I think the back rub is yeah, the, the back, way to go. The on back rub is the way to go on this one. All right. Uh, would you rather get a text from a one night stand that says, I'm pregnant or I have an incurable STD? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll take the I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. not, there's not very many incurable STDs. Yeah. And they're and not. The, and, and, and the ones that are, are motherfuckers. Yeah. They're not good. All right. Okay. Would you rather chew your own toenails off or someone else's fingernails? That is disgusting. Who says I've never done that? Oh. <laughs> that is, whose t- fingernails did you chew off? Kidding. <laughs> or am I? That's <laughs> so fucking gross. Uh, I'm chewing off my own toenails. Yeah, I'm definitely going toenails on that one. Did you ever watch... I, I, I know your uncle had something to do with Impractical Jokers. Did you ever watch any of that? Oh, yeah, well, a little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit. That, that reminded me of one of the punishments that the guy had to do one time. Really? He had to get somebody in New York City to take their shoe off and let them or and let him put their toe in his mouth. Oh, that is fucking gross. Can you imagine if it's like a tourist that's been walking around all no. day and those fucking shoes are oh. their feet are sweaty? Oh, that is disgusting. Right? All right, I, I got I got like three more. Oh, Jesus. Uh get diarrhea on vacation or uh on the day of a big presentation at work. Definitely vacation. I mean, you can get overdone. You can take a modium AD or some Pepto and yeah, it'll solidify. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, you might lose a day, but yeah. I mean, I. But I don't want to shit myself like in the middle of a presentation. I ever tell you about when I was on patrol? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that's no, never a good segue, I, right? It's not. So I had been taking antibiotics because um, of a sinus infection, right? And I don't remember what kind they were, but it was fucking with my stomach hardcore. So I was constantly running back and forth to the office to, you know, drop trout. Yeah. So I'd gotten off of a traffic stop or something. I don't remember what it was. And I'm hauling ass back to the PD because it's a code brown. (laughs) (laughs) Was it touching fabric? (laughs) Well, if it had been touching fabric, it would have gone through fabric. Oh, God. So as I'm I'm on the way, I get dispatched to do a follow-up at a call that I'd been to earlier that day where a guy... Had his uh, his business broke his one of his business vehicles broken into, mm-hmm. so I'm like shit. I can't not go. It's on the way. I'll just swing in there real quick. I'll get the thumb drive with the video, and I'll go to the PD and I'll put it in evidence and and take care of business while I'm there. So I get it, and the guy wants to talk. This is the one. Um, is it the one the company that I used to work for? I told you a long time ago. 
hold on, I can't, I hold, on hold on. Time t- time out. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, the I think one. I've heard the story. Yeah. So uh, I go in there, guy wants to talk, I get the video, and like I'm clenching butt cheeks, crossing <laughs> my legs, doing everything not to shit my pants in. Was it Chris? Do you remember? I don't remember oh, who okay, it was. Anyways. But um so he leaves and I head out the door and it hits me and I am not making it back to the office. <laughs> so I put the video in the put the, the thumb drive with the video in the car and I go back inside and I said, Ma'am, do you mind if I use your restroom? <laughs> Didn't tell her what it was what I was gonna do to it. Jesus Christ! So I go in there, and dude, it was like a bomb went off. Oh God! Oh, and that that, that if I remember that bathroom, if they're still in the same place, oh, it's, it's right it's, by the the receptionist desk. Oh God, dude! Yeah, dude, and, and there was no air spray in there. I turned the fan on, I shut the door, and I walked out of there, and I it was like doing a walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I had my head I had my head down and I looked at her and I was like I am so so sorry and just walked out the door that is awesome oh that is so good uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that bit into a commercial this next week I hadn't done that in a while that that's gonna end up being a 30 second commercial yeah that was it was bad Woo. okay alright here you go uh, last few would you rather see your mom or your daughter at a strip club Jesus Jesus what the fuck <laughs> Neither. I don't, I don't have a daughter, so I'm going that route. Ah, oh, that's not even. No, I, no, I, I don't even want to choose. What do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon account? I'm scared. Prime mates. <laughs> but um, I know, right? I'm really excited for the amateur autopsy club I just joined. Tuesday is open mic night. <laughs> that's kind of funny. That's pretty I'll good. Give you, I'll I give like that. that Trace should use this one becomes corner. okay here we go last one i can't find my gone in 60 seconds dvd it was here a minute ago (laughs) so stupid jesus (laughs) thank you marcus for your email if you want to email me something terrible to read uh feel free to do so by sending the email to the guys review pod at gmail.com or if you want to as tucker said earlier join us in our twitter dm group you can find us at the underscore guys review. Uh, like the tweet at the top of the page, and we'll throw you into the Twitter DM group. A lot of uh, memes and little chit chat going on there. So just stupid stuff. Mostly stupid stuff. Moving on into National Treasure, uh, directed by John Tur- Turtletab. Yep. Okay. Ryan, written by Jim Kampf, uh, Carmack Wiberly, and Marine Marine Wiberly. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at that. Starring Nicolas Cage, Diane Kruger, Justin Bartha, Sean Bean, and John Voight. Released on November 8th, 2004 on a budget of $100 million, which is $154.7 million today. Box office, $347.5 million, which is, excuse me, $537.7 million in 2022. So half a billion dollars. Yeah, today, yeah. Nice. It's not bad. No. Good return. Uh, Ratings. IMDb gives it a 6.9, and he wrote in here, look, he wrote, oh, I got to say, uh, Marcus did the, the research for me on this one. Thank you, Marcus. So, yeah, thank you very much. And he wrote in there, you go, 6.9 IMDb, and he wrote, noise. <laughs> I love it. Same, same, sadly, the same sense of humor. It's like a fourth grader. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is at 46%. Metacritic, 39%. Google users. I'm going to go high on this, even though it's just me here. Um, I'm going to go high, because I think a lot of people like this movie. Uh, I've never heard anybody say anything really overly critical about it. So I'm going to go 85. Oh, 86. Fuck. 
That was hey. No, that's a good. That's a good guess for being the only one. Very good. All right, here's a here's his little thing. Here are thine awards, my Lord Tucker, the wanker, second Earl of Wessex, Lord of the Furries, heir of Lord Bali, the one-eyed stake rank, wrestler, protector of freedom unit, step sibling with funny feelings downstairs, entertainer of uncles. <laughs> 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 Did you see what Jeff put in the Twitter group earlier? It's not when it's uh, hamburgers per bald eagle instead of kilometers per yes. hour. Yes, <laughs> Americans will use anything to measure but the imperial or the uh, metric system. Happy Fourth. That's not true because we've got forty cal, we got fifty cal, and we got nine millimeter. It's very true. All right, um, it had a bunch of nominees. Seven point six two. A bunch of 5. nominees. Five point five six. So we will use the metric system for bullets occasionally. Uh, looks, it was a nominee for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 2005. BMI winner for the Best Music Award. Jupiter nominee, Teen Choice nominee, Undyne Awards nominee, which is Austria. Uh, visual Effects nominee for the Treasure Room. Let's see. World Stunt Awards, Best Overall Stunt by a Woman nominee. I don't think they won any of these, though. Young Artist Awards, I guess, for Hunter Gomez. I think that was the boy in the front in the beginning of it. And he said, uh, the last thing he sent was salutations from Sweden. Happy 4th of July to y'all. Uh, first time you saw the movie. You know, I was thinking about that earlier and I went to the movie theaters. For Did this. you really? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Um, cause, cause here's the deal. Nicholas Cage, he's, he's hit or miss. He either knocks it out of the damn park, mm-hmm. like with going to 60 seconds with this. Air Con. Con Air. Con Air, whatever. Yeah. Con Air. Or he makes something like The Weatherman. Like he really doesn't have what I would call like a a Mm mid-level performance. Because like Ghost Rider, that's another movie that he was in that people caught a lot of flack for. But I didn't think it was that bad. Honestly, it wasn't his fault. It was the the writing on that movie was shit. So I'm actually watching a movie right now called Mandy, which is it's got Nicolas Cage in it. Mm -hmm. So here's here's a weird little connection. So I started watching this movie. You know, I'm still doing the Lovecraft thing, right? So I watched this one movie called um, Beyond the Black Rainbow. It's it's a really weird sci-fi heavy eight. Like it was filmed in two thousand eight, very heavily influenced by like eighties sci-fi. You know that kind of had that very feel to it. It was very very. It was very fun. So that director also directed this movie called Mandy, which I hadn't really. I've gotten into basically. Uh, it's Nicolas Cage and, and he has a, a girlfriend and she's like kidnapped by like a cult. Yeah. But there's a very supernatural element to it. Like they make a, they have to make a sacrifice for these monsters to come and kidnap her. It's really weird. The director is, um, oh my god, I can't think of the guy's name. He's the son. He's the son of the director of Tombstone. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, him. God, god damn it! I, I know. know. I, I'm blanking out. But anyways, he he made like he did the first movie, the Beyond the Rainbow movie or the Black Rainbow. He made that using the pro- proceeds from um, all the royalties from Tombstone. George P. Cosmatis. Yes, that's the dad. Yes, and uh, the son is I can't remember the son's name. You can probably find it. Yeah. Um... I thought about making y'all watch the, the 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 Beyond the Black Rainbow like. It's really well done. It's very, very artistic and it's very stylized. But it's just, it's honestly, it's the pacing is real slow. And I just don't, I, like Trey would never finish it. There's no way he would finish it. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to finish it because I just get bored. But uh, the Mandy movie's pretty good. It's moving along pretty well. But anyways, but Nicolas Cage, you're right. Uh, he, he He's pretty good in this one so far. Yeah. 
He's not. He hadn't gone crazy, but I think he goes pretty crazy in this. And then I saw another movie with Nicolas Cage that's very Lovecraftian called uh, "The Color Color Out of Color Out of Space." It's re- it's actually a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It's okay. very it's very like in the same vein of a lot of like '80s monster horror movies. Very much in that same vein, and it's I, I've actually I'm thinking about making y'all watch it because I really enjoyed it. All right. Very Lovecraftian, but a lot of fun. So, anyways, Nicolas Cage. There you go. So you went to the theaters. I don't. I really don't remember. I think, I think I rented it. Maybe I don't. I don't know. It's been so long. I, it's just like it's always been there. You know. It's yeah. like I'll watch it if I see it on TV. Well, you know? the reason the reason I went to go see it in, in movie theaters is I, I do like a lot about history. I do read yep. a lot of historical fiction, a lot of history books. Um, <laughs> that was arguably one of my best subjects in when I was in college and in, mm-hmm. in growing up was history because I've always found it fascinating. I completely agree. <clears throat> so. I started out in engineering and I, I took a course called technology and civilization at Auburn. And it was one of my favorite courses I ever took because it was literally just about the technology and civilization. It's for engineers. I mean, that's yeah. what you want to learn about. It was the thing about history. And I always tell my daughter this, it's like, history's easy. She's like, Oh, it's so hard. No, it's not because history never changes. You know, it's all the same. Of course, Victor's write the history books. So. This is true. Okay. We ready? Yeah, let's go. And America wins, so we write the history books. <laughs> America. America. All right, here we go. The story centers on Benjamin Franklin Gates, an uh, amateur cryptologist with a mechanical engineering degree from MIT and an American history degree from Georgetown who comes from a long line of treasure hunters that believe in the la- legend of a fantastic treasure trove of artifacts and gold. Hidden by the founding fathers of the United States but and forgotten to all but a few, the first clue was given to Ben's great-great-great-great-grandfather, Thomas Gates, by Charles Carroll, the last living signer of the Declaration of Independence, saying simply, The secret lies with Charlotte. Using sophisticated computer uh, Arctic weather models, Ben, with his friends Riley Poole and financier Ian Howe, find the records of, of a colonial ship, the Charlotte, containing a... Oh, my God. A meerchasm? M-E-E-R? Meerschaum. Meerschaum? Meerschaum. Oh, I see it now. Meerschaum pipe. Thank you. Engraved with a riddle. After examining the riddle, Ben deduces that the next clue is in the back of the Declaration of Independence. While Ben sees gaining access to such a highly guarded artifact as an obstacle, Ian finds no problem in stealing it. In the standoff, Ian escapes and the Charlotte explodes with Ben, ben and Riley inside, nearly killing them. So... <clears throat> Ian is played by a guy by Sean Bean. Sean Bean, and I'm watching this movie and keep expecting him to die. Well, well, Sean Bean has two th- does two things really well. He plays a good bad guy <laughs> and he dies. And he dies. And he dies. So the only thing, the only movie I can ever not, not even a movie, the only thing I can ever remember seeing him in where he was a good guy was Game of Thrones. Game of, okay, yeah. And, but he still Fair. died. He still died. Yeah, he got his head cut off. But the first thing, I, the first time I ever spoiler saw him, alert. Right. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones. That season one ends a little rough. I just not even season one. It's like episode three. Yeah, it's like the third or fourth episode. Maybe not even that far. But um, I was watching this, and, and I was thinking today, Sean Bean, the first movie I remember seeing him in was Goldeneye. He was the the bad guy, Alec Trevelyan. Oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bonds right. Yep, yep, you're right. 006, and, right? If I remember correctly. Or eight. He might have think it was eight. Might have been eight. But um, I'd be double eight and a half. He... Yeah, centimeters. <laughs> That's not the point here. <laughs> um, but I was looking at three and three I was and a quarter. watching him in this movie, and Goldeneye came out in 94, 95. He really has not changed that much no. in, in any of his movies 
since even even up to Game of Thrones, which yeah. was still ten years ago that it started. Oh, I was God. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones was early 2010s. Wow, weird to think about. I know, right? Um, I, I'll but, say this: like one of the things that I, I, how he deduces, like when he gets the the pipe and the whole like the riddle and everything, and how he deduces these things is obviously movie magic because I mean it's just so that's so quick. Yeah. And, and, and I, I can't even remember what the riddle was, but I'm just sitting there going, like, there's no way you'd come up with this stuff. Like, how do you, how do you even know all this crap? So uh, I think a lot of that is he's, his knowledge of, of American history. Yeah. But, uh, and that's one of the things I do want to point out about this movie. Yes, it is a conspiracy film. It's an action film. It's a, I guess you even want to go with a mystery film. But the historical basis of it is actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, I was looking that up today, and there's a lot of things they got right. Yeah. Um, I hadn't gotten to the, the Silence Do Good letters yet, but Benjamin Franklin did actually write those. Um, and Tim- a lot of the founding fathers were Masons. Yeah, Timothy Matlack was actually the helped scribe the Declaration of Independence. Really? Yeah. Um, of course, now, they made a connection at one point, and I can't remember exactly where it was. That they, they, called, they said that the, the Knights Templar became the Masons, which is not true. Yeah, they were... They kind of ran along parallel lines, if Mm-mm. I remember correctly. No, Templars were like the 1100s. They were they protected Crusaders. That's right. That's right. And then the Masons started in like, I think some of the earliest mentions were like the 1400s. So you're talking difference of a couple hundred years. And they started out. They were. I mean, they were Masons. I mean, they were, you know, builders. But uh, so here's some. Other but things. they t- developed into a you know secret society. Here's some other things I got correct. The Declaration is actually protected by bulletproof glass, and it is actually lowered into a vault bunker that is built to withstand an atomic bomb. Jesus, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So they got a lot of shit right. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the background stuff of this movie, uh, which I thought was really cool. That shows that the, uh, the the writers and everybody put a lot of work into making something that not only is historically accurate. A lot, anyway. Well, I yeah. mean, they took some liberties, of course, but yeah. making something that's historically accurate and making it fun and, yeah. and entertaining. And I did read one of the writers said in an interview the reason they came up with the script, they wrote the script the way they did was to get kids interested in history. That's fair. So I think they did. I'm, I'm sitting job. here watching it going, like, man, I want to go back to DC and like see some of the sites. Or, right. or, I, I've never really wanted to go to Philadelphia, except now I kind of want to, to, you know, go to the Liberty. When, we, when we get there, uh, when we get to that scene, I got I got a little story about Philadelphia I want to tell you. Is it about West Philadelphia being born and raised? On the playground is where I spent most of my days. Um, the only other thing I'll say before we move on, they kind of turned on each other really quickly. Like, there was not really a discussion like, you know, hey, let's see if we can study it. Like, And then he's like, well, I'll just steal it. It's like, why don't, I mean, wouldn't you talk it out a little bit more than immediately pulling a gun on him? In the purpose of moving, in real life, yeah, probably, but in the purpose of moving the plot, plot along, you know, yeah. Just saying, it was but a quick turn. If you, It is, but they kind of address that later on in the in the movie when they're like, oh, and that's where we lost the FBI, and that's <laughs> yeah. where we lost Homeland Security. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to believe that there is an invisible map on the back of the Declaration of Independence? It's fair. I like that. I, I think I remember even reading somewhere where they came out after this movie and they were, and they were like, we've tested the whole document. There is not actually a, <laughs> an invisible map, map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So, all right, here we go. Moving on. All right. So, uh, Ben and Riley attempt to warn the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and Dr. Abigail Chase at the National Archives, but no one takes them seriously, believing it to be too heavily guarded to be under any threat. This is the Declaration of Independence. Yep. 
Ben thinks otherwise, however, and decides that decides to steal it to keep it from Ian. Ben and Riley managed to steal the declaration during a 70-year anniversary gala, just before Ian arrives. Dr. Chase, who is holding a replica, is kidnapped by Ian, who thinks she has the real one, and Ben has to engage in a car chase to rescue her. As she will not leave without the declaration, and Ben will not let her leave with it, she is forced to go along with them. Okay, so let's talk about Diane Kruger for a second. Mm-hmm. Is she just? Is it just me, or is she weirdly hot? Like uh, her face is a. There's something that, just a little bit off, but she's still very hot. No, she's definitely attractive for sure. I think she looks better in this one than she did in the second one. I mean, not not you know to comment on her looks, but my I mean, opinion. She, yeah, she's she's. A, I did notice. I never noticed this before, and I caught something and I looked it up. She said some, when 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 he first meets her, he says something about her accent. Pennsylvania Dutch. What she didn't correct him as German. Yep. I never even noticed her accent before, and I heard it the whole time now. And she actually, the actress, Diane she Kruger, is, is German. German. Yep. I did not know that. Uh, she cusses in German. Yeah, she does. I don't know. I, I guess I just missed it before. I never really noticed the accent, but yeah, it really she, stood uh, out to me this time. She cusses in German. She says, and and I think the reason they did that was for, for the, wasn't this PG or PG-13? Yeah, PG. This PG is Disney. Yeah. But uh, she says verdammt, which is goddammit in German. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I think they did that for a rating or for the the ratings thing. I like the uh, I like the bit when he's in in the National Archives and he's got the the in declaration <laughs> and she's like, "Are you trying to steal that?" <laughs> he's, I mean, it's a priceless artifact and he's got to pay thirty five dollars, which that's actually not true. They're actually only ten dollars at the at the National at the thirty five seemed a little high. Yeah, they're only ten bucks. Did you actually look that I up? I did actually look that Jesus. up. Jesus. <laughs> did a lot of research on this one today. I did. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. That's, they are full-size replicas. But that's, I've, have you, I've never seen it. Have you ever seen it? Not in person, but I, I've talked to a couple of people that have. It's big. Actually, it is pretty big, but when you look at it in the movie, that's not actually accurate. It's it's a lot more faded. Like You can't really read anything really? anymore. That sucks. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's. 200 and 200 something year 250 years old almost more than that 1776 1976 was 200 years 2026 would be 250 2026 yeah yeah so it's wow. almost 250 years old piece of piece. here's the thing that I thought was funny and this kind of goes throughout the movie like when they steal it he's wearing the gloves and the, and when they start to do the uh the the lemon on the backside yep gloves they're in a cleaner but then as the movie goes on they just start pulling out just touching it with their hands yeah and it's like dude that thing would just fall apart there's no way it would well it is actually it's it's paper but it's also mixed with like animal hide so is it really research jesus (laughs) well done sir you're welcome i just i just watched it i i I, god i'm gonna give it away i really enjoy this movie yeah that's fair all right Ben and Riley agree that the only place to hide from the police would be Ben's father's house. Despite his father's disbelief in the treasure, Ben manages to reveal an Otendorf cipher on the back of the declaration, referring to characters in the silence uh, do-good letters. The coded message in the letters leads them to Independence Hall in Philadelphia, where they find uh, special bifocals invented by, well, this says Benjamin Franklin Gates. It's probably supposed to be Benjamin Benjamin Franklin, Franklin, Gates. I don't know. Whatever. It's probably it is supposed to be in front. In front. Yeah. That guy. 
Inside of a brick uh, from the building, Ben examines the back of the declaration with the glasses and finds another clue. After a short chase, Ian gets the declaration from Riley and Abigail, and the FBI arrests Ben, who has the glasses. Uh... When the FBI attempts to, to use Ben as bait to get the declaration back, Ian arranges to have him escape by jumping from the deck of the USS Intrepid into the Hudson River, a feat not, not too difficult for Ben as a graduate of the Navy Diving and Salvage Training Center. Using Ben's father, Riley and Abigail, and, Jesus. Using Ben's father, Riley and Abigail as leverage, Ian forces Ben to interpret the clue on the back of the declaration, a reference to a secret chamber under the Trinity, Trinity Church in New York City. When they arrive at a seemingly dead end, Ben's father makes up another clue to keep Ian going, telling him a lantern is the clue to the Old North Church in Boston, referencing Paul Revere's ride. Ian goes to Boston with his men, leaving everyone else to die in the caverns. Pretty smart. Damn, we have blown through this movie. Yeah, we kind of have. Sorry. That's fine. So, uh, Jesus. (laughs) John Voight's character in this movie is his acting was, was great. I love his character. I, oh, I yeah. love him in a lot of movies. Yeah. He's made some shitty movies. I mean, yeah. He was in Anaconda for God's sake. Uh, so was Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. And, Ugh. and, uh, L- no, I think he was, no, not LL Cool J. It was, um, ice cube. Was it ice cube? It was ice cube. I took a, I took a girl to see that movie. Like I went on a date to see Anaconda, to see Anaconda in the movie theaters. Ugh. It was like sixth grade. Did you tell her you had a snake that was bigger? I was in sixth grade, so no. <laughs> I'm not Trey. That's fair. No finger blasting occurred. <laughs> not that I remember, at least. So, um, let's see. <laughs> uh, when they go knock on the door, and the dad's like, "Is she?" And John Boy's like, "Is she pregnant?" It was it, the way he delivered that line, and, and a lot of his lines. It's just he's comic gold, and he doesn't even intend to be at times. Yeah. I, I think he plays it very straight. Yeah, he's always the straight guy. Um, okay, so. Um, couple things about the the scenes in philadelphia especially independence hall when he gets out on the roof and he takes his knife out that's not going to happen they have magnometers at uh independence hall mm-hmm. you can't get weapons in like oh yeah. yeah they're metal detectors yeah so he wouldn't be able to use his knife to scrape out the mortar around the brick and find the glasses so which would be hard enough anyways which would be hard enough anyway what Hard enough anyway, but it just, you'd have to be a lazy ass on the, on the metal detector not to catch not to the, catch, catch the knife. But that scene where they're running, where Abigail and Riley are running through the, the, the market. Okay. So I've actually been to Philadelphia and when? I, 2011, I think. Huh, okay. Um, and I've actually been in that market and I'm walking around it, looking around going, this looks familiar and I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm looking around and I don't know why, but I overheard, I, I saw something or overheard somebody say something. I was like, Holy shit, this is from national treasure. So I talked to some of the people that, that had shops cause it's, it's just a huge open area where mm-hmm. there are booths and kiosks and it's everything, man. Yeah. I have, you might have produce here and then meat here and then fucking knock off purses right next to that. Yeah. It's just hundreds of different things. So I'm talking to one of the people that works there, and I'm like, this is where National Treasure was filmed. They're like, yeah, it is. I'm like, this is really cool. I, I like that movie. And uh, they were like, yeah, you know, they wanted to film in here for a scene, and they shut us down for three days. Jesus. Yeah. But they got paid like a motherfucker yeah. because every one of those shop owners, and there's literally hundreds in there, got paid at least $30,000 for them to film in there for three days. Because they couldn't run businesses. Yeah. So that's what that was their compensation was a minimum of thirty grand. Wow, 
the one I mean a hundred million dollars I guess goes goes a pretty far away it does <clears throat> good lord um again you know the, the whole like back of the independence thing and it goes back to I mean it, obviously you have someone who's great 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 grandfather has been trying to search for this thing for 200 years but it's just how he figures out the stuff it's just so i don't even know how to describe it like it just it just like comes to him and it it, it obviously for pacing for a movie it makes more sense but you know here i, I realized that like i'm sitting there i'm watching the movie with ashley and i'm, I'm trying to take notes on it but it's just like it's one of these movies where like there's not a, I mean, it's very surface Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of depth to it. I mean, it's cool. It's great. You're right. It's great about the history and everything. But it's like, I just, you kind of just. What you see is what you get. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. There's not. There's not a deep artistic movie. Right. So I feel bad because I didn't take a whole lot of notes except for like, you know, uh, I've got one here about like, uh, okay, here's something that happened. Like when they, when they go in to steal the declaration, and I see this movie all the time. And I, I don't, I would wonder if it actually pisses you off because it bothers me. Uh, Ian shoots one of the guards with a taser. Right. And the guard passes out or collapses, which so, is not what happens. Not typically. So those those devices are, they short circuit your body. Yeah. Um, and it's a form of pain compliance. Um, you can pass out from a taser, but it's not going to last a long time. Yeah. And you're going to have to get shocked multiple times before your body reaches that point of just going, you know what, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah, for, but it, it doesn't just knock you out. That's no. not what a taser does. I mean, no. it, it locks you up and you fall over. Yeah. If you get shot with the prongs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even if you, even if they do the the other way where they like attach one to your to your shirt and one well, to yeah. your boot. Yeah, um, that'll still lock you up. It'll still lock you up um, and somebody has to hold on to you. Yeah. So, Side note to anyone that listens to our podcast, if you ever get bored and want to look at something funny as shit, get on YouTube and look up Taser Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Look up Taser Wookie. I've never done this, but okay. I, I can share a story about uh, our, our mutual friend Mitchell when he when he got Taser trained. Nice have, name drop. Yeah, you like that? I do. Uh, have, you, have you heard that story from when he got... I, I have. Okay, so... It's funny because like Mitchell's a good guy, he's a cop, and he got taser trained. And so they, you have two options. They can, like Tucker said, they can attach it to your belt and your boot, and they just click it, you know, click it, and you get shocked. Or you can, what they call, ride the bull. It's a five second ride either way. Yeah, but where they actually shoot you with it, like it, the pressurized air, it pops the things out, and you get impaled. Well, and for people barbs. for people that don't know, I mean, it's basically a tiny treble hook or fish hook. Yeah, and it embeds itself in your skin. That's why tasers aren't effective against people that are wearing thick clothing because right. it doesn't make that connection. skin connection. Right. So anyways, uh, he he was in line to go, and so the guy in front of him, uh, when he got shot, he locked up, but apparently he didn't exhale. And so when he got shot, he he went, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and Mitchell's like, I don't want to make that sound. So he said, right, when the guy was yelling, taser, 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 he goes, <laughs> and then got shot and just went, <laughs> and fell over. But the funny thing is, after he got after he got trained, I can tell the story. Um, he came. I, I went over to my old apartment, and he was over there visiting. Had his taser on him, and I was like, "Oh, you know," I was looking at it, whatever. And he's like, "Here." And so he he broke off the part that shoots out, yeah, the and cartridge. It's, it's just the little two prongs. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes, "Here, let's do this." And so he put it on my forearm, and he goes, "Taser, taser, taser." And I was sitting there going, "Why is he saying taser?" And then he pulled the trigger. Yeah, he dry stunned you. It 
did not feel good. No shit. I literally, I was like, as soon as he hit it, I went, Aah! So I'm not going to use names here for... Legal purposes? Yeah, because... Um, yeah, I'm just not going to use names. Um, so the laws on using a taser have changed a lot over the years. And when you can and can't use a taser on somebody has gotten more clarified by the court system over, mm-hmm. over the years. Um, so before all the clarification came out, people were getting tased left and right mm-hmm. all the damn time. I know a deputy that tased a guy in handcuffs because he tried <laughs> to kick out the window of the patrol car. Oof. Not cool. Yeah. So that happened. Mm. And the officer that was on scene said, fuck this, I am not backing you up because I am not going to be part of this lawsuit. Oh, that is rough. Good call on that guy's part. <laughs> so, yeah. Oof. Fun fun times. Jesus. There's always liability. I just, I don't know, man. That's, uh... anyways. All right, uh, let's see what else. I'm trying to think. Well, you know, and the other Actually, thing... I don't even think that person works for the that law enforcement agency anymore, so it's probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. Um, even if even if there were, you know, a, a mat or a gala going on or whatever, there's still no way that that whole floor where the uh, declaration would be would be completely empty like that. Yeah, probably not. But the way he got down there using the... The, the glass. The wine flute mm-hmm. or the champagne flute, he used... Super glue and iodine. Do you know? Did you catch that? I didn't know what the other stuff. I saw the super glue, There's but I didn't super know. Super glue and iodine, and that will actually work. Really? Yeah, but not that fast. I mean, it takes hours. Oh, really? It's like five. It's like a five or six hour process. I mean, oh. But the the science behind it is there. They just sped it up. Sped it up. The movie. Oh, that's cool. Huh. That's so I again. Did. They did a lot of stuff to make this movie accurate. It's mm-hmm. just not realistic. Yeah, it'd be a five hour long movie if watching. It's 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 a, a lot like print. it's a lot like MacGyver episodes. Do you ever? I know oh, you watched yeah. MacGyver. Come on, because a lot of the stuff they did in the movie, that the science is there had for a it. Killer uh, fucking mullet. Oh fuck yeah, he did. Uh, that's actually the reason I wanted a mullet growing up because I loved that show. But a lot of the stuff he did in that show was was theoretically possible, and the science backed it up. But just not in the time, not in time the time frame. or with the. Did you I guess in the constraints that he was in. Total side note. Did you see the guy yesterday at the lake uh, when we were doing the rope swing that had the mullet? I think so. There is this dude up there, man. He had on he had he had a mustache, big mullet, dark hair, and then when he when he did it, he did a backflip. He went off twice. And he did a oh, backflip yeah, both times. And I was I was over there with uh with Haley's brother-in-law. Yeah, brother-in-law. Step-brother-in-law. Step-brother-in-law. Whatever. <laughs> ha, I, yeah, step-brother. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, we we're just—I jo- was like, man, that that guy—he looks like he knows how to party, man. He had a—he had a, apparently he had a bunch of tattoos, and one of them on his leg. I didn't never see it, but uh, the brother-in-law said uh, he had a, a Beavis and Butthead tattoo. Oh Jesus! On like one of his legs. So the scene on the—I said, I said I was surprised he's not doing this with a bush light and a Marlboro Red hanging out of his mouth. Christ. Okay, first of all, hell yeah, brother. First of all, it would have been an old Milwaukee. It wouldn't have been a bush. Whatever. It's too high class. Uh, it might have been natty. Hey, don't not, don't don't pick on the natty. Natty and PBR is not terrible. Oh. They're not the worst things on a hot day. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. I can never drink natty from a can because that's what my dad drank growing up. I can remember him like the vision of my dad is him sitting in our recliner watching a war documentary drinking natty lights. And so every once in a while I'd be like, Dad, can I have a sip? And he'd be like, sure. And I'd take a sip and I'd be like, ugh, beer's gross. 
And so when I became an adult and started drinking beer, I just, I could still, I to this day cannot drink Natty Light out of a can. I can do it out of a keg. I can do it into a red solo cup, but I cannot drink Natty Light out of a can. That's fair. It just, mm-mm. there's just something, I got a, I've got a deep ingrained hatred for well, it. I don't like beer out of a can anyway. That's fair. It just, that metallic taste. Mm. It, and it's weird. I'll drink Cokes out of a can, but I won't drink beer out of a can. I don't know. I'm weird. Coke out of a can is different. It's just kind of like Coke out of a glass bottle is the best Coke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the scene on the USS Intrepid, when he goes to the observation deck and jumps over, that is the fucking Hudson River. Ugh. Right? I did. You it was know. funny because they, they, I don't know if they actually did that, but I mean, you could tell they animated stuff just like floating around in it. Oh, I doubt that. Ugh. I fucking doubt I'm saying, that. I'm saying the part with Nicolas Cage, I doubt Nicolas oh, Cage yeah. actually got in the Hudson River. Yeah, that's true. That is a disgusting ass river by ever. Now, I've never seen it. Don't know anything about it. But everything I've ever everything read, everything I've ever heard about, heard about it, it yep. that is a disgusting ass river. Yeah. Ugh. And you know, whoever jumped off that flight deck, because some stuntman did. Oh yeah, yeah. He had to get some of that shit in his nose and mouth. Oh. <laughs> Dude, from that high, you, you got you got a you got a Hudson River enema. Ugh. <laughs> I got a bit oh, of a Jesus. I got a bit of a Lake Martin one yesterday going off the ropes wing. Or no, so, I guess it, have you so. ever jumped off a chimney rock? Yes. The tall one. Yes. Okay. Same as you. One time one in time, college. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I was that looked stupid. like it would be comparable that, I mean, in height. How high off the water is a is a uh, is a flight deck aircraft carrier flight deck? I have no clue. We're we looking it. up. All yeah. Right. But I'm looking at that going. That's a I've long. Jumped off some tall shit. Yeah, that's a long jump. The only thing that would make me feel better about that is just knowing that there's probably some divers in the water waiting on me. Because that'd be pretty, that'd be a long fall. All right, so I'm Googling how tall is an aircraft carrier flight deck. Uh, okay, so it says depending on its aircraft load, it could sit as high as 60 feet above the waterline. It's not that. I mean, that's. 60 feet? That's actually lower than Chimney Rock, isn't it? Holy Ooh, shit. Did you hear that? Thunder. I did hear that. Uh, I don't know how far how high Chimney Rock is. I hear various things. I hear people say anywhere from like sixty five to ninety, and it doesn't look ninety to me. No, I'm gonna go with it's somewhere between seventy and seventy five just by looking at it. Either way, when you're standing up there looking down, it seems a it long seems like a, way. And it's it's weird jumping off from something that tall, which I don't have a lot of frame of reference for no. because I went skydiving one time, and I'll never fucking do that again either. Did you really? Yeah, I, went I didn't tan- know. That. I went tandem. Just it was bucket list item. I wanted to do it. Um, did the the one down in um, Columbus? No, Tuskegee. Okay. And I want to say we got up to like fifty. Shit, I think it was like it's one time, and this was oh shit, uh, eighteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's like fifteen thousand. Yeah, feet. it's pretty high up. And they opened that sliding door at the plane, and I'm looking down, and you can't even see roads at that height. Yeah, I mean, no. you see lines. Yeah. And I'm looking down, going, I'm I'm literally strapped to some guys. He's nuts to butt with me, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm strapped to this guy, and he goes, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, "No, no, no I'm not." And then he pushes me out, and we go, and uh. I free, we free fell for it. It felt like ten minutes, and I know I yelled "fuck" the entire time. God, I've I've gone back and forth on if I'd ever want to do that, and I mean, considering how much I used to rock climb and how high I would go and stuff like that, like I. I just don't know if I could do it though. I, I don't think I could do it now just because, you know, I've got a family at home and I just, well, it's, it's one of those things. Skydiving accidents don't happen that often. No, but when they do, oh. you don't really walk away from no. it. No, 
it's not, not like, a it's good not thing. It's not like a fender bender because somebody runs a red light. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if my heart would take it at this point now. Because I think, I'd have to go back and double check this, but I read somewhere the terminal velocity for a falling human is like 100, it's high 120s per, like mile that. per hour. Yeah. It's, what is it, 10 point something it's, feet uh, per it's, second? It's 32 feet per second per second. And then yeah. the, it's like 9.8 meters per second squared yeah. or something like that. And it's been a while since I've had physics. It's really fucking fast. Yeah. It's really fast. Either way, after like 10 seconds, you're <laughs> at terminal velocity. And when those shoots, when those shoots pop, you're falling at a hundred and I'm going to call it 125 because I can't remember the speed, but you're yeah. falling at 125 miles per hour and it slows you down to like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's a lot of strain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, and it's funny to think about, like, I don't think, you obviously have, but I i don't know if I've ever experienced terminal velocity because you have to have that time. Like, I've jumped off cliffs. I've jumped off bridges. I've, I've rope swings. Uh, I've done indoor skydiving when I was like 13 years old. But, I mean, that's not really the same thing. You're not really falling. So, I've never experienced terminal velocity, but I have a feeling it would be terrible. It's Okay, so takes you about 12 seconds to achieve terminal velocity. Good guess. And it's approximately 120 miles per hour. So I, I, I did get that right. It makes my butthole clench just thinking about it. Oh, yeah, dude. I was pooping spaghetti strands for two days after that. <laughs> that is way more descriptive than I wanted to say. It's radio. Uh, or podcast. Oh, God. Oh, you're, yeah. you're welcome. Jesus. Anyway, the whole point of this is, can you imagine jumping off the flight deck of an aircraft carrier? That'd be awesome. I think I'd actually rather do that than than like off a of chimney rock. Yeah, because I know I know people have died jumping off a of chimney rock. Fair. So did I ever tell you about my buddy? That's a he's in the navy. He's on he's stationed on an aircraft carrier. Yes. They have when they're out doing their patrols or whatever, they'll have um, it's basically like an open swim. They'll lower the back hatch of the uh, there's a there's a hatch on the back. From what he tells me, and I, it's either on the back or the side of the aircraft carrier and they'll put guys out there in little Zodiac boats with rifles for shark watch and people on the ship that aren't working get to jump off and swim. Like in the middle of the ocean. Like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I think I would do it. That would be terrifying. Like literally being over thousands of feet of water and you can't see it. Yeah. And the shark watch. And like, I want to go dive with sharks. Oh, there's a picture of it right there. I just, I just Googled it. What the fuck? Dude, they're on a fucking aircraft carrier for six months. Don't they have a pool yeah, go, or something? Google aircraft carrier open swim. Uh, that just, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Trollinger, Trollinger about, about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure he'll tell you about it, but he, he told me they put guys out there, like they're guys on the deck and then they're guys out in boats and it's, it's safety stuff, but they're armed with rifles for shark watch. Do they ever have to, what do they just shoot the shark? I'm, Assuming, but if you ever watch Mythbusters, you know that it's not going to go more than about three feet before the bullet breaks up. It's true. Of course, that would be kind of cool. I wonder if they shot it, if you could catch it and bring it in, you know, have some shark fin soup, even though that's highly unethical. And then shark You know, I think that if your buddy's about to get eaten by by, uh, Jaws, that you'd get a pass on that. Oh, hold on one second. Sorry, my, my iPad's about to die, and I brought your charger down here, and it's not... Oh, there it goes. Now it's charging. Okay. But yeah, I think, you'd, I think you would get a pass on that, especially when you're out there in, like, ocean waters. And by the way, huge shark nerd here, because you're going to be dealing with, like, mako sharks out there, and those yeah. are not anywhere close to being endangered, because 
great whites typically aren't going to be out there in open water like that. Open water like that. They're going to be like around the continent. Now they will go deep, but they'll be more like coastal waters. Yeah. I just, uh, that's a little, a little freaky. I don't know if I'd want to know. Again, I've, I've watched too many, like I've seen the abyss and like all these Lovecraft movies and you know, there's a, Oh, what's the one? Uh, there's one that just came out a little while ago. It's actually also a really good movie. Very, very good. Lovecraft, uh, but it was a good, just scary movie. Was um, oh my god, it's got Kristen Stewart in it from Sparkly Vampires, and then uh, oh, she's at, so terrible. She's actually not bad in this one, but it's just it, they're in a they're in a deep underwater drilling thing, and then a, they of course awaken a monster. It was actually a really good movie. So. Uh, <clears throat> Anything else you want to add to the uh, going back to you know him jumping off FBI arrests the intrepid? You've talked about them getting to Wall Street, right? That's at the very end. Okay. That's yeah, because that's where they were. That's where he met up with them was yeah, on Wall Street, Trinity Church. Yeah. So they go down. They go down to Wall Street, uh, and that's when again smooth, smart thing on John Voight's or well you know Gates' dad uh, talking about the going to Boston, the the single lantern. Mm-hmm. Smart move there. So, and that's actually the Wall Street, or I'm sorry, Broadway actually used to be called yeah. to here. Yeah. So another thing that they got, got right. They got a shitload right. And Wall Street used to have a big old wall on it. They embellished the shit out of it, but they got a lot of stuff right. Did you remember, Paul Revere, how many lanterns actually were? It was one if by land, two if it was two. Yeah, right? it was two. Yeah. Two by sea. Yep, two if by sea. Pretty. It's crazy that that was like, it's, that that actually did really happen. You know, it's not just some urban legend myth. But you know, what's crazy about that? When you look, when you think about our founding fathers, and you think about guys like Paul Revere and Benjamin Franklin, uh, George Washington, uh, Thomas Carroll, which real guy by the way, uh, or Charles Carroll, sorry. Yeah. Um, when they signed that damn that Declaration of Independence, when that damn thing was signed, they were early twenties. Yeah. They were young. Yeah. It's not. I mean, they they were you, all wearing white wigs, but right. you that was at, just you look part at of the that style. And think they're you know middle aged guys, yeah. you know our age or uh, potentially even older. But no, these guys are twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Well, and it's like Thomas Gate. It's like uh, Gates said during, when when he toast them with the champagne treason. I mean, what they did oh, yeah. was treasonous. If they if they if they had lost the war, oh, they were dead. They were all dead. It's kind of crazy to think about how far we've come from there. You know. Pretty pretty decent job, I think. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've had some low points, and think we're getting better, though. Yeah, hopefully, I think so. Okay. Okay. After Ian leaves, Ben reveals there is another exit that must be through the treasure room. They find a secret passage to another chamber, and to their disappointment, they find it empty, and assume that the treasure was already moved. However, they realize a secondary exit must have been created in case of cave-ins. Ben examines the walls of the room and finds the hole finds a hole for the shape of the pipe from the Charlotte. This open this lock opens the door to the treasure room, which, which was a real ship, by the way, that got lost at sea. The Charlotte, the Charlotte was really? real. Yep, nice. It was a uh, prison, basically like a prison transport ship. Huh. Mm-hmm. But we don't lost. know if there was a weird shaped pipe on there. Yeah, we don't know that. Okay. But it, I, I don't think it's ever been found. Well, Research. Have we have we gone looking in the Arctic yet? <laughs> uh, this lock opens the door to the, to the true treasure room containing artifacts from all periods of history. When they leave through the second exit and the FBI arrives, Ben discovers that the chief investigator, Special Agent Peter Sadusky, Sadusky uh, is a Freemason. Ben proposes to give the treasure to the various museums around the world with credit being given to the entire Gates family and Riley with Dr. Trace not being penalized 
for the theft of the declaration. However, Sadusky says someone has to go to prison for the theft of the declaration. So they fly to Boston where Ian and his men are breaking into, uh, are breaking the lock to get entry to the old North church. FBI agents emerge from the hiding and arrest them under charges of kidnapping, attempted murder, and trespassing on government property. The U.S. government offers Ben and his friends 10% of the treasure, but Ben only takes 1% and splits it with Riley. With his share, Ben and Abigail buy a mansion once, uh, once owned by the man known as Charles Carroll, and Riley, Riley buys a Ferrari, <laughs> a Ferrari 360 Spider. The film ends with Abigail giving Ben a map, and then when he curiously asks what it leads to, she just smiles a suggestive grin. What do you think the map was was a it was a map to? Her butt holes. <laughs> the third hole. <laughs> oh man. Um So one guy that we didn't talk about hardly at all on this is, is Riley, played by uh Justin Bartha. Yeah. I have not seen him in a whole lot, but his comedic timing throughout this entire movie fantastic. is fantastic. Perfect. He's really, he, uh, the only other movie that I've seen him in that I can like offhand, uh, the hangover. He's the one that got caught oh, on the roof. Yeah. That is yeah. him, isn't it? Yeah. He's the one that goes missing and they find him on the roof. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, his, his, I don't even, was he in the second delivery? one? I don't, I don't even know. remember if he was in the second one. His line delivery and, and comedic timing was just mm. God, man, perfect. Was perfect. Perfect. I know something about history that you don't. This must be how you feel all the time. <laughs> let me just let me just soak this in. It was great. Like I said, it was great. Um, he was really good. I completely agree with you on that. And I didn't realize that was Harvey Keitel as mm-hmm. the FBI agent. Yep. For a long time. I think they also did. I mean, like, granted, there's not a lot of quote unquote character development because you don't really know that much about the characters. It's all about this, the action. It's, yeah, it's all about the setting. But I'll say this. Um, uh, what's what's the girl's name? Um, Diane Diane Kruger. Yeah, she. They did a good job writing her like slowly falling in love with him. Yeah, you know, and you can tell that like they're the way they interact with each other as yeah. the movie progresses. Just she's not as agitated towards him and you know more complimentary and kind of yeah. getting into the whole thing. I guess I guess it really started. Well, she's curious. Yeah, and she, he picked her curiosity. Yeah, especially I th- it all started when when when. When that cipher showed up on the back of uh, the independent the Declaration of Independence, that's when she was like in. So, that yeah, kind of turned. She was she was one hundred percent at that yeah. point. You know, she's like dating Norman Reedus, right? From like Walking Dead, Norman Reedus engaged or engaged. I okay. read that they were engaged. I didn't they got know engaged that. last year. So congratulations to them. I know they'll listen to this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Norman's a good fan of ours. <laughs> Thanks, Norman. <laughs> I mean, his performance in Boondock Saints could have been a little bit better, <laughs> right, Haley? <laughs> She is going to come for you so hard. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Oh man. Uh, let's see. There's some, I have. I wrote this down. I don't know why. Uh, why would they? If they were in Philly, why would he then have him meet him in New York City? I guess because that's where the church was. Yeah, that's where the. Yeah, that's the church and and uh, the USS Intrepid, the, the Wall Street, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, cool thing about this, they're not that far apart. No, that's what was it? No, that's what it was. I was trying to because when I guess when Ian called him for him to meet, he was in Philly. I just didn't understand. I don't know. I, I guess because well, they had to go to New York. Yeah, they needed to go to New York for the for that one. Because but, I've driven through both of those. Yeah, uh, I think I drove through Philly, but I know I've driven. Well, I drove by New York City. Uh, We're driving to Boston. Well, that's thirteen hours. I'm not wanting to do that. I want to go. 
I was impressed with the uh, the torches though in in the chamber where they were going down with all the stairs. That after two hundred years they still you know held a flame like that. Right. Did pretty good. New Have York, you, New York. To did you ever um, did you ever play Skyrim on Xbox? Yeah. Two hours. That's not Max. bad. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. So it's not too far. I think it was funny. You go in these these caves that have supposedly been abandoned for you know however hundreds of years, but they still have torches in them that are lit in Skyrim at least. Yeah, I thought that was one of those funny things. I I, I did play Skyrim. That was fun. That was a great 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 game. Yeah. I haven't played it in forever. Um, we didn't talk about this either. The scene where they're going down the stairs and that little action scene. Mm-hmm. If you were in their shoes and you come across this. Rickety, rickety ass. ass staircase that rickety no ass. one has been on Shit. in 200 years, 200 plus. But you know, there's, I don't know, who knows what that treasure would really be worth. He said something. Uh, I thought he said something in the movie that would be worth, like early on, that would be worth like $10 billion or something like that. He made a bribe to the to the FBI agent towards the end of the movie. That's what it was. Is that what it was? That's what it was. But, I mean, even though, even then. Was it $10 billion or $100 billion? 10, I think. Okay. Pretty sure it's ten, but to me that's one of those things. You know where it is. Yeah. You're going to get a finder's fee for it. Why don't you go? I don't know. Go get some safety equipment <laughs> so you can belay or harness or something. Cause, that's fair. Just rappel down. Yeah. Instead of having to go on that raggedy ass bridge. Yeah. And you think Ian, with his unlimited resources, yeah, could get one of his henchmen to go get some ropes and carabiners. Yeah, and it's New York, so you know there's going to be a rock climbing place nearby. Hey, I need. I don't know, eight harnesses, bunch of rope, all the carabiners, everything. When you just give it, here's, here's, here's a sack of money. Here's the Amex. Yeah. Call it back. Um, I completely agree. And I mean, the, the only other thing, I mean, cause even then, even if you walk down the stairs, you're still clipped. You, you're still, you could clip in, not going to die. Yeah. Like what's his face did. Yeah. Dude that fell. Yeah. Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. I mean that. And like, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, me, I'm sitting there going like, you know, he's just, his dad who goes first is just walking. It's like, dude, you got to do one of these like, you know. Test where you're test stepping. Test where you're stepping yeah. and make, don't just step, like test it. Make sure it's not going to fall from out from under you. I don't know. That's, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty scary. That'd be pretty terrifying. But I agree with you. I don't know why, why don't you just grab some rope and, you know. I think I'd rather stay on the stairs than the the dumbwaiter they ended up on. Yeah, but again, all of that could have been avoided because even if even if you're walking down the stairs instead of rappelling or taking the dumbwaiter and the damn thing breaks, you got five guys behind you that are pulling your ass back up. Um, yeah, that's... What, that's... It's, it's just things that, you know, you don't think of it when you're watching the movie and I really didn't think of it until after the movie was over, but I was like... It's actually, I, I didn't think about that before also. It's a good thought. But... It wouldn't. You wouldn't have wasted that much time going and getting stuff. No, no. I mean, I understand you want to move forward on it, but yeah, that's just. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I read somewhere. It might have just been in the the trivia that I didn't that I didn't add to this. That it was like they got like they split. It was like a couple hundred million dollars if they only got one percent of it. But if they had taken the ten percent, it would have been like over a billion dollars. Would you have taken one percent, or would you have taken ten? Ten, ten percent all day. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd I'd push for fifteen. I mean, what's a normal finder's fee? I think they said a normal finder's fee was ten. Fine, I'll take ten percent of ten billion. <laughs> Fuck yes. He oh, it's too much. No, it's not. 
Look, look, I understand that money doesn't buy happiness, but I have never seen someone sad on a ski do. That's a very good point. And cobalts are expensive boats. <laughs> and that lake house ain't going to buy itself. No, but you talked about what you do for it. That's true. That's true. That one specifically. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's some inside baseball yeah, right there. All right, moving on. Okay, so we'll do top five. Let's just say Stephen will be shitting pancakes. Top five trivia, triple indie review and rating. All right, top five trivia. Here we go. Again, Marcus, thank you for this. On the back of the $100 bill, there is an etching of Independence Hall, and the time on the clock tower does read 222. The clock on the back is an early, of an early 2000s $100 bill is officially documented as, as reading 410 now, though it does look more like the hour hand is pointing to the two, suggesting a time of 222. When the $100 bill was redesigned in 2009, the time was changed to 1030. This new bill entered circulation in 2013. There is no evidence as to either of these times were chosen for a specific reason. Number two, Independence Hall was not harmed in the making of this movie. Many scenes of the Philadelphia shot were shot on location, but such landmarks as the Reading Terminal Market and Franklin Institute. But one notable exception is actually Independence Hall. Rather than filming in the real building, a national historical park, the film, filmmaker substituted a brick-for-brick brick replica of the Independence Hall at Knott's Berry Farm in Buena, Buena Park, California. Walter Knott had a love for American history, and his replica, which was constructed between 1964 and 1966, was based on historical records, photographs, and blueprints of the exact measurements. So there was no need for Nicolas Cage to run around a real national treasure when an exact replica existed. Uh, number three, the House of Pass and Stowe. The bell, now known as the Liberty Bell, was commissioned from the London firm of Lester and Peck. It arrived in Philadelphia in 1752. It is so crazy that they could do shit like that back then. I mean, they didn't have pneumatic guns or the guns like uh, like you know chisels or yeah, it was all power hand, drills hand forged crazy uh but when the bell was struck to test the sound the rim cracked authorities tried in vain to return the bell uh but local founders john pass and john stowe offered to recast it their first attempt didn't didn't break when struck but the second sound was but the sound was disappointing so pass and stowe recast the bell again and was finally installed into the bell tower of the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State House, Independence Hall, in June of 1753. Uh, as Ian discovers, the Liberty Bell no longer hangs in Independence Hall. It has its own pavilion across the street at the Liberty Bell Center, which opened to the public in 2003. <sighs> Number four, the final expansion of the crack in the Liberty Bell occurred on George Washington's birthday in 1846. And the Centennial Bell replaced the Liberty Bell in 1876. According to the National Park Service, the final expansion of the crack occurred in 1846, and the widening was actually an attempt to prevent further cracking and restore the bell's tone. By order of the mayor, the bell rang in honor of uh, Washington's birthday and cracked beyond repair. In anticipation of the Centennial in 1876, a different bell was produced from four melted-down Revolutionary and Civil War cannons, which is pretty cool. The Centennial Bell was uh, part of the Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia, later recast to improve the tone and hung in the bell tower of Independence Hall, where it remains today. This engraving from, oh, well, this, that's just whatever, sorry. And number five, the Broadway Street was called Here Street by the Dutch. Originally, oh, I'm not even going to try this word. Let's see. That one with the W? It's obviously the original indigenous people that lived there. Go for it. Hey, Marcus, uh, send us a pronunciation for this. It's It's... W- Wix, uh, I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, Wix, no, Wix, 
Aquasigect. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Marx is going to tell us how bad we fucked this up. Dutch settlers renamed the route traversing Manhattan Island from south to north De Heerstraat, which means Gentleman Street. Much of modern-day Broadway follows these original roads. There you go. All right, Triple Lindy. The Triple Lindy. Triple Lindy. Is that hard? That's impossible. Well, I do want to throw in one more piece of trivia that you missed that's not any, anything of historical nature, but... There is a third film in the works and also a series TV show. coming to Disney+. Plus. I didn't know about the film, but I saw the TV show because it's got... It's kind of in development hell, but it's it's, oh, really? it's, it's listed as That's being cool. pre-production. That'd be interesting. Uh, I, I know the TV show has Riley in it. Mm-hmm. Does not have Nicolas Cage or... Uh, Diane Kruger? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Triple Indy. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the Triple Indy? This is... So this movie is very far-fetched, and there's a lot of things that test the limits of believability as mm-hmm. far as going through and stealing the Declaration of Independence and all this. So this is fairly minor in it, but when they're down in the National Archives or in the museum, whatever, and the he's, still, he's taking the, the Declaration out of the, trying to take it out of the frame, and he goes to get it in the elevator, and Ian and his guys show up. Mm-hmm. Two things happen. Number one, they shoot yeah. with the suppressors. I own a suppressor. They don't sound like that. <laughs> Number two, it hits him with enough force that it knocks him back into the elevator. True. That's bullshit. Really? The, I mean, it's physics. If yeah. it, if I think it was Shaw that was shooting, mm-hmm. if Shaw fired a gun that had enough force to knock Nicholas Cage back three feet, it, it would, would have also an- not have enough force to knock him back three feet. It's fair. So that annoys, it, they do it in a lot of movies and it just annoys the shit out of me. It's very now, dramatic. But, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's, it defies the laws of physics. Fair. Um, I, mine is actually kind of along the same lines. It's just that, and kind of using that as a reference point, he's holding the Declaration of Independence. They shoot it three times, mm-hmm. and they're pretty on. They never hit him. Right. He shot it multiple, multiple, multiple times. Even at one point uh, during the chase scene in Philadelphia, he climbs up some scaffolding, and the right. guy takes one shot and hits the scaffold. Next to him. Next yeah. to him. That's inc- that's an incredible shot to to actually hit the scaffold and not like it'd be harder to hit the scaffold than it would be to not hit it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get it. So my triple indie is how bad of shots these guys are. <laughs> like, I know I'm not a great shot. That's fine, but I'm not that bad. Like out of as many times I shot at him, I'd have hit him at least once, just <laughs> once. But I'd have gotten him at least once. That's my triple indie. That's fair. All right. What's your rating and review, and we'll, 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 we'll wrap up. Well, we actually tested, or tested, texted uh, Chris and Trey since they're, Trey's got the Rona, and I don't know what's what's up with Chris. Don't I don't either. But um, don't they either. both texted back and said this is a two-beer movie for them. So do you want to give your rating first? You want me to give mine? You can go first. So so here's my thoughts on this movie. It's I like the mostly historical accuracy of it, and it's a fun movie. Um they all, I think all the main main characters give fairly strong performances. Sean Bean doesn't die. I mean... That's worth a beer right there. <laughs> right? Um, so That's it's, minus it's, a beer right there. Yeah. So it's a fun movie. It's, it's not very deep, but it is very, very enjoyable. And I actually enjoyed the sequel. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, um, I think it's better than average. I, I think this is a beer and a half. That's fair. Um... I, 
yeah, this is just this is a great summer flick to watch. This is actually, I want to say, honestly, I think this is the first movie out, out of 70 plus episodes that we've done. I think it's the first movie Ashley's actually watched with me. Abby's watched movies with me, but Ashley has not. That's fair. And uh, and she watched this one with me. And she watched this. I I know she watched this one and the sequel several weeks ago. She watched it again. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's easy to watch. It's not deep. It's very surface no. level. But it's just it's fun. I like the historical aspect of it. it makes you excited about being American, and I think that's okay. Fuck um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with you and say one and a half. What you got? So that brings us to a. Aggregate of seven, seven beers. By four. It's a one point seven five beer movie, yeah. which, you know, that's a long that's a long lines with the Google users. The yeah, they said, which I mean, the Google blah whatever. <laughs> Eighty six. No, yeah, so it's it's a good fun movie. Yeah, and, you know you can. You it's can not let, like you can let kids watch it. Like yeah. you, would, you wouldn't let kid you wouldn't let Abby watch Terminator with no, but she could watch this. She could watch this. I know she she probably has watched it with Ashley. That's fun. Yeah, 1.75 seems right. Well, that was fun. Yep. Uh, too bad Trey wasn't here because I can only imagine some of his commentary for this. Movie. Uh, it would have been great. Yeah, right. It would have been great. I miss. I miss some of. The, that's what I. I that's why I, I. I like it when he's here because I mean, as as distracting as it can be, it the the his his quips can be kind of you know, can derail us, but also take us in some inter- yeah, interesting directions. They can. All right, so since we, we kind of usurped this week for National Treasure for 4th Fourth, of July. July 4th, yeah. Trey was last, so I guess it'll be your pick. So what do you have any thoughts on what you want to do next week? I do. I actually was going, I was going to pick this last week, or for this week, um, but we didn't get to do it because the 4th of July, yeah. whatever. Which this, I think this was a good choice for the 4th of July, but I'm going to do one of my, one of my favorite movies um, that I actually haven't watched in a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to say we're going we're gonna to review The Skulls. Cool. I've never so, seen it. It's, it's fair. I, I I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the Skulls next week. Good to know. Um, if you want to find us on the web, you can do so at theguysreview.simplecast.com. You can email me anything, and I will read it poorly, at theguysreviewpod at gmail.com, Instagram at theguysreviewpod, Twitter at the underscore guysreview, and remember to like the tweet at the top of the page. We'll put you in the DM group. You can make fun of us in real time. Uh, Facebook.com slash theguysreviewpod. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast from. You got anything you want to add? See you next week. Cool. On behalf of Trucker, I am Steven, and this has been another episode of The Guy's Review. See y'all later. The name is Tucker, not Trucker. I said Tucker. No, you said Trucker. Whatever, Trucker. Truck off. Truck off.